Sweet. All right, Kirsty, let's get it rolling then. Welcome yeah. to the sixth episode of the YN Podcast, where I bring us a series of guests from professional athletes to professional gamers to business owners and young entrepreneurs and experienced entrepreneurs. Uh, in today's episode, we've got Camille Jafar, otherwise known as Jaff. Do you want to tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, Jaff? Hi, John. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so um, obviously my name is Camille Jaffa. Um, I am a streamer, primarily content content creator, and also a competitor as well. Uh, I stream on obviously Twitch TV. Uh, I stream primarily a bit of Call of Duty Warzone and mix it up with other games. Uh, I'm 24 years of age, and I'm from Cheshire, England. Of that, brother, I actually thought you know you're 24, mate. I thought you were. I thought you were my age. Nah, I'm a bit older, yeah. I'm a lot bro. younger, but I'm <laughs> a lot younger than I actually am, but... <laughs> you look a lot younger, mate. Aren't you a lot uh, younger on 24? Blessing. It's a blessing, a big blessing, a big blessing. 100%, yeah. bro, 100%. So in terms yeah. of, like, the, the competing aspect and trying to, you know, along with streaming and content creation, obviously that's a massive passion for both of us. Uh, and for anyone that's, like, you know, watching from the outside, maybe from the YN side of things, me and Jaff pretty much play every single day. Uh, we play in multiple tournaments. We play in. We even played a tournament last night, for example. I mean, props like what nine hours ago. We're in a tournament, yep. so yep. it's. Um, I mean, there's one one way to make you feel alive, mate. That's a tournament, man. There's nothing actually quite like it at all, mate. No, um, really isn't. no, there's not. There's generally not at all, bro. But in terms of how today's going to run, I'm basically going to ask you a series of questions from personal to business to weird and wacky, mate, and just pure waffle mm-hmm. because. That's a bit of me. That's me. I waffle all the time, mate, <laughs> and try to combine that from the business aspect because one thing that I love, one thing that makes me who I am is the creativity along with, you know, just <sighs> problem solving, anything along the line, building on ideas, whatever it may be, and whatever comes from today will just be an absolute blessing as always, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of what you're doing at the moment, what's one area outside of your profession right now that you would love to get into? So, as you guys know as well, actually, uh, I've been speaking to you quite a lot about mm. it. I have recently started picking up golf. Yeah. Uh, I started picking it up three weeks ago. Roughly about three weeks ago? Yeah, three weeks ago. Uh, I've been playing golf since the age of five. Yeah. Um, now, literally, it's a wee little snapper, bro. Little wee little snapper, like two foot tall, if that. Uh, and I used to get told by numerous different people that like, I could go pro, I could go pro, I could go pro. I got to a point where um, there was even potential talks of like kind of taking it real further, getting people to pay for my college, external sources, not yep. through my own family. Uh, so, you know, it was actually kind of a very serious thing for myself to kind of make the decision whether I wanted to carry on with golf or I wanted to carry on with what I was doing. Um, so it got to the point where, you know, I was really enjoying golf. I, you know, I went around the world with my parents on holidays, went to Florida, went to Mauritius, played yeah. golf in these different countries. And I was playing really well. I played some really good, consistent golf. Um, yeah, about high school hit, uh, numerous different things kind of hit, family issues, personal issues with my own health. Um, yeah. And it just kind of like put a halt on everything. Um, but we've kind of like, learning to drive or riding a bike, you kind of never really forget the fundamentals of these type of things. So getting back into golf for me was kind of like picking up and riding a bicycle again. So I still need to get used to it. So I need to get kind of used to being on a golf course, this, that, and the other. Um, But yeah, that's one thing that I'm doing. Another thing, which again, you know yourself, (laughs) um, which is again, this is more like a long-term generative plan that I'm kind of looking at is kind of property development, Mm -hmm. which means you've had numerous talks with yourself. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's very important in this industry, especially that we work in, especially is um, there's no essentially uh, there's no essential job security when you're kind of streaming. Yeah. Uh, in regards to you don't know how long you're gonna stream for. I think in regards to you're only gonna as long as stream for as how old you think you know how you want to. You know, this is kind of a hobby for myself and a hobby for yourself. I'm guessing as well. Yeah. Um, and you only really shoot for however old you think you want to, you know, you're not, you know, you know, 35, 40, depending on how old it is, you know, I yeah. don't know how long I'm going to stream till, but I don't know shoot for a long, long time. But at the end of the day, I do want, um, you know, an extra layer of income to kind of prepare for the future, prepare for a future family. Um, so property development came up, like I said, me and you have had various different talks in yeah. regards to it. Um, so those are the two avenues that I'm kind of exploring down. Uh, both that I can do alongside streaming. doesn't really take away from much hours from my streaming. So yep. the same consistent hours that I do. So those are kind of it, really. I mean, in terms of the goal thing, I actually didn't know that. I, I thought it was just a hobby, to be fair. And uh, I didn't know that no, you were, like, um, mad passion. No, I had, I had a lot. Like I said, I've been start, I had it since the age of five. Yep. Uh, and I literally played once a week, minimum once a week, from yep. the age of five up until the age of 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, when, I got, when I hit 15, literally, I actually broke my shoulder blade. Right. Um, funny story, someone literally sat on it when we were playing football. Um, yes. So like, it completely sat there in half. So I was out for like a good like three, four months because yeah. again, I was still getting pain. And when I went back to it, I started playing again. Uh, but again, like I said, high school hit and you know when you go through those changes in life, it's that and other, you kind of lose interest in little things. Yeah. Um, fall out of love for certain things. Like I said, I've completely fell out of love for golf i mean it was just saying that i fell in love with other things i.e mm. gaming yeah love call of duty picked up call of duty in high school call of duty 4 that is um and like you obviously fell in love with other things and they kind of consume your life yep. um and then you kind of throw other things to the side is it a regret of mine it's not a regret because you know i'm here where i am right now because i love games yep. i don't want to change anything for the world it just means now that i have potential to start something else in my life rather than just streaming just content creating, just competing. I want all the avenues that I can show off to the world, share with my community, share with my family, share with my friends. Um, so yeah, it's also been something, like I said, I've been getting into it quite a lot. I play about three, four times a week as it stands. Yep. Um, and I'm obviously, like I said, looking to kind of take it as a few steps further on the weekends. Uh, but like I said, that's with time, really. That's going to take a couple of years to kind of get back to where I used to be. So yep. yeah. Your golf is like my football, especially like my journey when I was growing up as well, mate. It's something, mm. something kind of similar such, but before I get into that, it's in terms of the golf aspect, it's something that I've never, it's never interested me, right? And I used to think about why, like, what, like, why is it not interesting me? Because, like, two of my close mates just go to the driving range, and, like, whenever they'd ask me, I'd be like, nah, I'm alright. And, and, <laughs> and I used to think it was because, like, picking up something new, obviously, it's going to take a long time for you to become, you know, decent at it or to a satisfactory level. Um, yeah. And I'm not a perfectionist to any standard, I understand the process, but when I become, I need to be truly obsessed and passionate about it for me to really progress. Yeah. And just going along for a couple hours and, you know, a certain driving range, I didn't feel like it was going to unlock that passion, so I never went to it. But a bit deeper, when I was younger, I used to, um, I used to hang about with boys that were much older than me just because of, I mean, people, where I stayed, there wasn't really many people my age as such, so I used to play football with them. Uh, one of the days they were like, do you want to come down and play golf with us? And I must have been about, you know, mate, like 10, not, maybe not even, uh, 10, 11, maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah. And they were about, you know, 14, 15 at the time. And I was standing, mate, 
and they were there used to be this massive like grassy nose such it almost looked like a golf course but it wasn't we used to play football on it but it was like hills and stuff like that so we used to go on and just kind of play golf i was standing behind this guy and he was like take a couple of steps back so i took a couple of steps back and then he took a couple of steps back and he swung the golf club and smacked me right in the mouth by accident bro what and my <laughs> my tooth went through my lip and uh this guy obviously he was like 14 15 just fucking grabs me and just runs me home mate and i fucking blood oil on my face get back and my mum's like i think it was my dad that was in um what the fuck is going on man i'm like i'm fucked i'm fucked i'm fucked get me fucking get me get me the oh, hospital no. man so i had to go to the hospital and get like butterfly stitches and that kind of shit um but i think that's probably that plays a massive part in why i don't play golf i think but i actually hadn't it was actually meditation when it came up because i was trying to figure out why um and like meditation unlocks those like early memories as such mate but that was that was nuts mate that was absolutely yeah. bonkers man and the i pretty nuts to be fair because somebody might not like it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100% mate but in terms yeah. of the the football aspect mate that was like when i was um when i was like playing football when i was growing up and stuff like that it was it was like my my life my was literally my yeah. life when i was growing up mate and even like you were speaking about when you were five when I was five, me and my, my gran used to sit and kick about this little softball. Must have been from my early age of that, literally from when I could walk, I used to kick about this wee softball, it was a wee rangers ball. We used to kick mm. up and down the hallway and stuff like that. And then as time went on, every time I came from school, it was like, you know, primary, or nursery or primary school, I'd literally kick this softball up and down the hall with my gran while she cooked dinner. And just <laughs> sit and just cook it because the hall was right beside the kitchen, so we'd literally yeah, just kick us up and down while she was cooking dinner. Um... And then I started playing football and stuff like that. And when I got to, I think it was around about, I'm trying when it was, but what is it, like 13, maybe? 12, 13, mm. I tore the leg on my knee. And I was out of football for like a year. And when, uh. I, when I came back, mate, I was like, that was like the, the mate, weirdest period of my life, mate, because I felt like my life was like over, man. Because at that time, it's the same old story, man. Like the actual same old story, you know, things are going well. I'd recently been scouted by Rangers and Hearts. Um, I was on trial with Hearts for six weeks. Didn't work out, so I went back to my boys' club team for that that summer as such. Mm-hmm. Got injured yeah. at that tournament, and then when I came back, mate, it was the weirdest shit ever. Luckily, it kind of came back, but when I came, when I originally came back, I couldn't kick a ball properly, mate. It was the weirdest oh, shit really? ever, bro. I literally felt like I had two left feet. I'm right footed. I felt like I had two left feet, mate. People mm. were like. I didn't know how to kick a ball properly. I didn't know. I, it was the weirdest thing ever, mate. And I remember at PE when I came back, like obviously when you're younger, you care about people thinking that kind of stuff. And I remember, like always at PE, especially always been first, second, third pick, right? When I came mm. back, mate, I was like second to last pick. And I remember I was standing there, and I was thinking, "What the fuck has happened, mate? Like, how has this yeah. happened to me, man? Like, how? Yeah. <laughs> how, how can I not kick a ball properly? Like, what is going on, man? And as time went on, mate, after about a month, I haven't came back and everything was normal, but it was the weirdest period in my life, mate. Because there was, this, there was this young guy that used to, used to, he literally used to look like, he was like Bambi, the way he used to run, and the way he used to kick the ball, <laughs> the way he used to kick the ball was like two left feet as well. And I remember yeah. standing with him as people were picking the teams, and he was like, this is weird standing beside you, John, at this period. And I was like, you're telling me, Blair, mate. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It fucking feels weird. But that was when I picked up gaming, mate. When I started, um, I was in, like, my, my cast and that kind of thing. And I didn't really have anything else to do. Um, mm. And that's where 
I started to pick up the hobby of, I think it was around about like Black Ops 2 time, mate. Um, yeah. I had my closest mate, who everyone knows, Smithy, Jack. Um, he was talking about competitive COD. He used to watch Parasite all the time. Um, and he was like, we could definitely get any of this. We're definitely good enough. I think at that time I had like a 4KD on Black Ops 2 pubs. I'd been buying League Play and he was like, Eesh. we could make something happen here. So I started playing League Play, obviously. Yeah. Grinded all through the summer, mate, because I obviously had an event to do. I was Masters rank 1, um, which is like the highest deal you can get, pretty much. Um, and then from then, Jack used to come over every Friday, mate, set up, our, set up ourselves back to back <laughs> in my room, mate. Back to back in my room, yeah. and we'd sit and play yeah. GBs, play GB, variant S&D, all this kind of stuff, mate. And people wouldn't even know what I'm talking about, man, but it was just ridiculous. And that was where my love fighting for gaming fell in and took over. Like, yeah. took over football anyways, football didn't really matter that much to me. And then that's when I had to start weighing up things like scrim practice or training, or like, like if we had practice schedule on a Wednesday, my training was on a Wednesday, mm. it was like, and teams like were wanting you on all the time, man. Like, you you yeah, understand yeah, that, like yeah. when you're competing, people don't, it's weird, man. It's a weird aspect, mate, like people, there's no time off, kind of like, no rest of the wicked when you're competing. Um, yeah. And it's absolutely nuts, man. But hundred yeah. percent, I agree. What was and in terms of like a, a transformation? Then, like, what was the biggest transformation that you lived through that had the most positive impact on you? Um, this one's a bit of a uh, more of like a physical attribute one. Uh, when I was in year eleven and going to my first year of college, um, I've only like told the story very few times. I believe you may have been there. Yep. You may have been there, but I, I don't know if I fully told the whole story. Um, so when when I was going through year eleven to year obviously first year of college, I was like, honestly, I was in and out of hospital. No, uh, I was actually um, admitted to the hospital like um, you know like like a child's ward almost. So no. you have like an online health condition. Uh, my online health condition, my body just wasn't developing. Now, no. what I might do is I might send you a photo and you can put it in the actual um, yep. YouTube clip. And it's a vi- it's a photo of me when I was in year eleven. I was still four four eleven. I don't know how tall I was. I was in my four foot so very very yeah. short. Um, halfway through the summer holidays, uh, I was playing games. Literally, actually, right there behind you, my monitors yeah. were there. I was playing on my PC, a uh, laptop actually, and um, I just had like a pe- uh, like a, p- a pain around the appendix area. Yeah. Um, and I obviously like I went downstairs to my mum. I was like, Mum, just get some really weird tough pain around my like this area around my body. And obviously when you're young, you don't really understand the appendix and this that and the other. And obviously my mum and dad realised kind of what it was. So my mum rang the doctor straight away. Yeah. So I was going straight to the doctors. Um and the doctors were like, Can you just sit here like for a couple of seconds? Um he left the room for like five, ten minutes, came back in. I was like, right, I'm gonna have to take you to hospital. Can you go through A and E? So you're like Okay. Yeah. I, was, I still be, I'm like, I'm in year 11, right? So I'm very young. I don't really know what's going on. I'm like, I'm like uh, 16 then, 15 then, roughly, yeah. right about then. So I'm still very young. I don't really understand changes you go to. But you, as you do, you don't really understand that type yeah. of stuff, do you, when you're a young child? Um, now, basically, got admitted into hospital for appendicitis at the time, mm-hmm. or without any concrete evidence. Now, something that you got to know about me, inside my body, inside, outside, it's not. Inside my body, I have a very high pain threshold, meaning that when I have pain in it, it's got to be really bad pain for me to feel something inside it. So, like, an average stomach ache, 
I might be I might be having issues with my stomach, but I won't realise it until I actually see some side effects rather than actual pain. Yep. Um, that's another one example or headaches. Like I won't get standard headaches. I get migraines. Yeah. I don't get normal headaches. I get really full blown migraines. So when I had this appendicitis problem, it had been brewing for so long. I didn't realize it. So we didn't catch it early. So I was in hospital. I stayed there for a good, like five nights. And my bless my mom. She didn't want to leave me there. She literally slept in the hospital with me on a couch. Yeah. Um, because she obviously just had no idea what was going on. Uh, bless her, my mum was in and out of hospital, so I, she knew exactly what it was like. And obviously, me being young, I don't really understand what was going on. She had no idea. And all sorts of tests, all sorts of tests, like MRI, those mu- all sorts of tests, mate, honestly. Yep. Um, it even got to the point where I was having blood tests every 30 minutes. Yep. Every 30 minutes, genuinely, I was awake for like 12, 13 hours a day. Got to the point where they couldn't take blood out of my arm, my hand, they had to start pricking my foot. Yep. They put a butterfly catheter in the top of my foot. Where it's just pure bone. Yep. Uh, it was awful, man. I felt like a test subject, genuinely like a test subject. Yep. Awful. Um, and then basically, it was like a, one of the evenings, they came in, my my um, consultant, they call it, in a hospital. Yep. The consultant came in and was like, we can't find anything. So you seem to be responding well to us. Um, I'm like, I, I never seen like, like a doctor and a consultant call a surgeon call a doctor, call five nurses at the same yeah. time, all in the same room. I was sat in the corner, but dad was there, confused. Everyone else was just confused. So yeah. they'd never seen anything like it. Mate, when I say it was the weirdest thing in my life, I've experienced it was. Um, so they, like, they sat there and they were confused. Like, genuinely, I was up all night that night, rightfully so. Dad went home because he had work the next day. And uh, mum was still sat there. Mum knew what was happening, but obviously, as mum's mum are, they got to put a brave face on. But I know exactly how my mum reacts around these type of situations, yeah. and she was worried, bless her. Um, I was up all night. I literally couldn't sleep at all. Uh, and so was my mum, to honest with you. Um, and it came to the morning, and they were like, right, we're going to do one more test before we send you home. Mm. And we had an ultrasound. So you know like how they have it for babies? Mm. Like they had an ultrasound, like a jelly. So... um. Got into obviously the room to have the test, and there was a lady there. She like put it on, and then when she was when she was like putting the ultrasound around my appendix, when she was pressing it on, she said, "Can you feel that?" And he goes, "Yeah." It was right, okay. And she got she went in like a little bit deeper to kind of look into it, and I, I saw a jaw drop, like yeah. genuinely like a jaw drop. I was like, "This can't be good. Yeah. Really can't be good." She goes, "Okay, I'm gonna I'll be right back." She went away for thirty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. thirty five. Mum counted it right. My mum was sat there. Holding me hand, I was terrified. Like, genuinely, I can imagine like a 16, 15, 16 year old kid that she had no idea what was going on, right? Yep. Genuinely, like, I was petrified. Um, she came back with the, my consultant and the surgeon saying, Right, you get your fares in order, ring your parents, repairing your family, taking you to the operating theater in the next half an hour. I was yep. like, What? They never told me what was up. Yeah. He goes, You need to go in the operating in the next half an hour. This is like first thing in the morning, bearing in mind, like, must have been like half nine in the morning, right? Me and City's operating theater. I looked at my mum and I was like, I actually, I actually bled out, like crying. I was like, what's going on, mum? I don't really understand what's going on. Yeah. So they took us back to the to my room. Um, and, the, and the consultant basically explained to me that my appendix had perforated, I think is the word it's called. So it exploded in itself. Yeah. But because of my pain pressure inside my body was 
so high, so my pay pressure, I didn't read it. They, they didn't catch it nice today. So when it like, obviously when it was infected, this and the other, and never caught it. Mm-hmm. So basically it infected my whole body with this pus, literally yeah. pus, my whole body, my liver, lung, not my lungs, sorry, my liver, kidneys, everything was all infected. Yeah. Um, and rang my dad. Dad was like, right. Can you delay the operation by 15 minutes? <laughs> because someone was there, like, I could try. Dad drove down, came, gave me massive hug. Brother came home from work. Like, like, left his work here. He came, gave me massive hug. Uh, at the time, my brother wasn't married to me. He married to his wife. Yeah. She worked in the hospital as well. And obviously, I knew her for a long, long time before this happened anyway. She came and gave me massive hug. Like, they were all there. And I was like, shit, this is like, I can't believe it. Like, genuinely. Um, and at the time, they never told me the severity of what happened to my body. Genuinely, not the severity of what happened to my body. Anyway, I came out of the operating theater after apparently a very, very long after. I think I was in the operating theater for like eight, nine hours, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, apparently, I was knocked out for like a long time. Like, yeah. genuinely, I was knocked out for a long time. One thing you've got to know about me, yeah, is that I can't stand people like chew really loudly, right? This is a little <laughs> funny story. It's a little <laughs> funny by story, right? Yeah. I stand people like chew really loudly. So I was obviously completely knocked down. And obviously one day I came around, right? After being on like constantly being on a local anesthetic, this side and the other, the boy was chewing on Chris, like crunching on Chris. I woke up. Some of them is short. I went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the first interaction I had with a family for like days, right? Yeah. First interaction I had with a family for days, literally days. I went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was just like. So anyway, woke up, turned around. And obviously the consultant came in and spoke to the whole family. Now, I think my consultant spoke to my dad and my brother, but not my mom at the time. Obviously, I had like, the operation. But after a while, obviously, they all came in nurses everything literally on the room like i literally had four nurses look after me john literally four yeah. nurses yeah that's how crazy how like a patient i was and i didn't realize it generally at the time no one knew what was up with us yep so sort of came in was like camille and he was what and he goes you're a miracle patient you know that right and i sat there i was like miracle patient what do you mean miracle patient like word for word he goes you miracle patient i was like why what do you mean he's shows you like you should have been dead. You should have been in intensive care. Yeah. Basically, I was like, "What?" It was the severity of the infection that you had on your body and what it had affected on you. You shouldn't have been walking around. You shouldn't have been. You shouldn't have been talking. You shouldn't have been eating. You shouldn't have been responding to anything. You shouldn't be able to go to the toilet. Nothing. You should have been in intensive care, and you could have been possibly dead. That's what they said. You should have been dead. Basically. You know the statistic, I know. I know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I know it. If your appendix bursts, you've got a forty percent chance of living. Yeah, and that, and that point, yeah, I was, it had already burst and it infected my whole body. So like the chance of it, it's like, I, I can't remember the time. He didn't really give me a figure or anything no. like that. But it literally, when you see, when you hear, like hear a surgeon, nurses, a consultant say that you should have been dead, like no. literally should have been dead. I need shot something in my system. Um, now, obviously, that comes up with a pain threshold, right? No. The reason why I should have been dead is because my body didn't really, wasn't telling me because my pain threshold was so high. Do you get what I mean? Um, so, like, that was it for me. For me, for me. I think, um, obviously, like, in life, uh, obviously, prior to that, I was going through other things, right? I was mm-hmm. getting bullied in high school for my no. height and my looks, obviously. And for, after that, it was like, 
kind of like had a growth spurt almost. And I'll send you like a before and after photo no. between just before that happened and two years after it. And you can compare the height difference and growth difference and face difference, everything like that. Yeah. It's crazy, mate. Absolutely monumental, genuinely monumental, right? Yeah. Um, and that was probably the changing point in my life. Now, I got told I've got something, which is obviously a bit, I didn't realize it exists. It's called survivor's guilt, right? Yeah. So see, when you get told that you should have been dead and you survived something that you shouldn't have, yeah. against the odds, this, that, and the other, it's called survivor's guilt. So I have got that, but now I live to kind of, it's almost like I kind of tell this story and I've learned to live with it in regards to like, like this is something I should be proud of. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and it's something I should be telling people, like, you know, like, no matter like how everything goes against you and the odds are going against you, and you other, if you just pull through and just keep being you and just keep doing everything you're told to do, you're, you're going to get through it. Do you know what I mean? Yep. There's still chances of it. And I always say this now, but always fuck the odds. Do you know what I mean? No yep. matter what it is, like anything in life, right? Appendicitis, cancer, no matter what it is, fuck the odds, bro. Do yep. you know what I mean? Because you're the only person that can pull through it at the end of the day. So that was one of my biggest life-changing uh, defining moments. One of them, anyway, yeah. Yep. John, it was bonkers, that whole process, bro. When I was 15, my parents first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> um, and that's how I know all the statistics and, like, everything you were speaking about there. Like, it was, like, mm. flashbacks for me of just, like, being on the hospital bed. Uh, yeah, trigger yeah. warning again, Scott. Just, you're going to have to probably, like... Maybe cut these parts out. I don't know. <laughs> He'll know himself when he's watching it back. Um, in terms of like how you know how obscene that is, but yeah, I mean, I had like a um kind of the same, bro. When I went through, there was like forty eight hour window where I I wasn't sleeping, uh, and I went to I went to the doctors, and the doctor was like, um, uh, should IBS. So I was getting a pain, the same pain you were talking about, in terms of like on my side, so like my right hand side. Yeah. Um, I was getting, and it didn't feel like it was my IBS, it felt like cramps, and like it felt like I just needed to go to the toilet. Mm. Obviously couldn't go to the toilet. Uh, and I remember like my mum had ordered food. Uh, not the best thing that you want to be eating when you're feeling like shit, but mum had ordered yeah. a chippy. So it was like <laughs> saucy supper, right? Mum came yeah. up and she was like, you've not ate all day, John, like you need to try and eat something. So I started eating like maybe like two chips and I was like feeling like I was gonna be sick. And I was like just yeah. just leave it man, just you know, fucking patch it. Uh, yeah. and she was like, Oh so John, like if you start to feel worse, like just wake me up in it, because it's hard to get late night. Didn't sleep all night, bro. I remember I was laying in my bed watching a CS major. And this is what my my like attachment to like CS go is. I just remember like this exact moment. Cause I, I didn't watch CS, I was just in that period of time I was I'd maybe into it a little bit, or maybe it was the only thing that was on Twitch that was like, you mm. know, I don't know, but um, and I didn't sleep all night, and my mum came in at seven o'clock to check on me before she went for, went to work, and I pretended I was sleeping because I didn't <laughs> I didn't want her to worry about me, and I thought I was yeah. sure I'll be all right, I'll be fine. Um, yeah. and she came in, peeked, can I check to see if I was awake or not? Just pretending I was sleeping. Walked out, went to work. Um. And obviously, I, I tried to get up after she left, and I could, like, I was just so sore, like, trying to walk. Uh, mm. So I got some water, got back into bed, uh, and then my gran came in around about half eight, so an hour and a half later. Yeah. She walks in, and she's like, John, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, 
what you told me, Grant. She was like, you literally look like fucking death. Like, what is going on? Like, you need to come yeah. with me just now to the doctors. I don't care what you're selling me. Uh, so I went to the doctors, done a urine test. Um, straight away, they were like, you've got appendicitis. You need to go to the hospital right now. Um, went to the hospital. By the time I got to the hospital, I couldn't walk anymore. I'd been put in a wheelchair. Um, remember I was standing, the woman was like, got to the nurse, I don't know, she, she was probably just having a bad day or some shit, man, but she was like, mm. um, I need you to like, do another urine test. And I was like, I've not drank fluids in like 24 hours, like, and I've just done a urine test. Like, I, there's no way I will be able to. And she was like, yeah. well, well, you're going to fucking have to. And I was like, right. okay, <laughs> no worries, like, I'm just fucking dying here. You just gave me attitude to like, give me a fucking break. Um, and another thing that people may not know about me, I've got a phobia called uh, emetophobia. Which is the fear of being sick. A phobia of being sick. Um, and it fucking, I was, I was telling you about it that day on Good Stream in terms of like how I sleep and stuff like that. Like sleeping with my TV on to take my mind off it and all this bonkers stuff. Um, and my mum knew that I was like really ill because when I was sitting in the hospital bed, I was like, just like your mum, I think I'm going to be sick. And previous to that, I was, you know, if I ever felt like I was going to be sick, mate, I would be freaking out from the rooftops, mate. Like literally like freaking out. Um, right. And my mum was like, right, well, this is, this is fucked. Like, this is really fucked. Uh, and then just kind of somewhat yourself, except for mine's took very, it was much more quicker. Um, managed to get a tiny wee urine test, uh, and straight away I was rushed into surgery. And I just woke up, like, I don't know how many hours later. I don't know, I don't know the exact time frame, but when I was waking up, uh, my mum was just standing. She'd been crying. She was just, every kind was just fucked. Um, <laughs> and I it's the most, it's just, it's bonkers, mate. Absolutely bonkers. And I just remember I was laying in bed, mate, and I just... Probably one of the most embarrassing moments as well, bro, because you would have went through it as well, is that... Because you're... Because it's your gut, like, I was hunched over, mate. Like, I mm -hmm. like, I couldn't... You couldn't, you couldn't walk without being hunched. Um, nah, yeah. And I felt like... Just a hunchback on Notre Dame, mate. And I remember, like, my friends, like, my close mate Scott came and visited me. Uh, him and his mum Lynn and I just didn't want to get up man because I was just so embarrassed at like how I looked. Uh, my whole yeah. body, my face, uh, there's no pictures of it but my face looked like a, like a skeleton mate. My eye yeah. sockets, my eye sockets were so wide like you could see like the round side, the round of my eyeballs like they weren't ingrained in my skull they were like you could literally see them in the sockets because of how much weight I'd lost because I hadn't ate yeah. in like a week mate. Um, and it was just, I fucked, mate. Yeah. So, like, when you were saying all that, bro, I was just having all these mad flashbacks <laughs> to just... Yeah, it's flashbacks to what happened to me, yeah. Uh, like, people don't realise it, like, crazy. Like, appendicitis yep. is, like, some serious thing, right? Um, I will say it's, like, people don't realise it exists no, they unless they've got it. Like, nah, I, I, would, I would never know about it if mate, I never, like, went through it. Mate, the maddest thing in this world, bro... You, it's, you can't even stop it from happening, either. If it just yeah, happens to you, it just happens, bro. You, there's nothing you can do. Second most useless body part, I believe. Yeah. In your body as mm -hmm. well. So, like, you don't even need the thing and it can kill you. Crazy. I think, and somebody will proof check me this, but I believe it's used to, um, it was used in the olden days to break down things like grass and stuff like that. If you, if you really? eat it, I know I, I could be an I'm absolute really waffle this. merchant, right? I'm going to bullshit check this. I'm going to bullshit check this. Um, and if it is, I'll, Scott, will, Scott will cut it out. I'm not an absolute <laughs> waffle merchant, but it's, um, I believe so. It's something along those lines, because I remember I was sitting and I was like, well, I've got no, I've got no, 
got no appendix anymore. Like, I have this thing just burst. <laughs> and my mum was like, yeah, you don't, like, you don't use it. Like, your body doesn't use it at all. I use it to break down a certain, whatever it is, I some know, of which you consume. Yeah. But I don't know it's what it is. It's something to break down something, but I should know what it is. Yeah. Could, I could be absolute. It's, it's something along those lines, mate. But, yeah. Mate, it's honestly, man, like, just bonkers, mate. Absolutely bonkers. I just remember that it whole is. process, mate. I remember I got it back, is. man, my mum. That was like a transition period for me from Xbox to PlayStation. This is going to sound so weird. But I've been asking my mum I've been asking my mum for ages to trade my Xbox in and buy me a PlayStation. Um as part of like my Christmas. And she was like, it's yeah. too much hassle, I can't be asked doing it. I remember when I just got back for the hospital man, it was just a PlayStation just chilled. <laughs> <laughs> and it was oh, because competitive, like competitive COD was transitioning over from was, Xbox to yeah. PlayStation around that time, bro. So when it transitioned yeah. to PlayStation uh, I remember I bought Destiny, all that kind of stuff, and I remember like the the six week six week recovery, mate. I was like, because I just stayed, I had to sleep downstairs because I couldn't come up the, I couldn't yeah, come up the. It's crazy, uh, you know. Yeah, it's fucked. Come, I couldn't walk. I, do you know one thing? I, I couldn't even go to the toilet either. You know. Yeah, it's fucked. You can't. Up. It's absolutely. mad. Yeah, absolute Come madness. Me. That's one of many. I don't know if you want me to tell you more. Genuinely, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, so the, the hospital episode, mate. That's the next episode. That's absolutely <laughs> fucking nuts, mate. Yeah. So let's fucking let's move on to a bit more of a positive yeah. note then. Um, what would be your best tip to anyone listening just now, uh, to make the to make the world a better place? I I would say keep being you, mm. because I'm a very firm believer, right, in that. The world has the people in it for a certain reason. Yeah. Now, there's lovely, kind people that put other people before them. There is people that are really rough but want the right things and do good, right? Now, for us to sit here, right? I know exactly what type of person you are. You know exactly what type of person I am, right? Yeah. But people need these type of people. and It makes the world go, right? Makes it go, go round, right? Mm. For a reason, I'd say keep being you. Keep being the person you are. Spreading positivity. Spreading what you believe in, right? Again, within reason, obviously. And um, because, I, I, you know, like recently I've been speaking to a lot of different people about like my personality. Now, recently, over the past few months, I've been becoming more and more myself. That's yep. what people used to know me back going back five, six years ago. Um. And this is me, like, you see me on my streams, you may pop into my streams every now and then before you back on yours. I'm just like this normal bubbly person that puts a smile on people's face that lasts 24-7, even at the littlest things I laugh at, right? Yep. And when I was in high school, I used to get bullied for it, right? Yep. But now, people love it, right? Back then, I didn't really understand it, but now it's just like, like, to make the world a better place, you need to have, you need to be happy. That's yep. it, Right? My life goal in life is to be happy. That's mm. literally it. To be happy, right? I want to be successful. I want to be happy. I want to make my family happy. I want to make my friends happy, right? Yeah. More importantly, I want to make myself happy. If you can make yourself happy, right, you spread it to everybody else and around you. you honestly, I don't think people, people underestimate the, the sheer impact of positivity on people's life. Genuinely. Yeah. It's so crazy monumental, like, Waking up in the morning, right? And you've fully woken up, going downstairs, telling your mum and dad that you love them. Yep. Telling your family you love them, your girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, I have one, but your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your cousins, 
my brother, my niece. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Tell me you love them every single day, right? People don't realize the sheer impact that would have on people, right? So when I always tells me, yeah, I come into your stream, yeah, you, you probably get it on the average day as well, because you, like I said, I, mean, I like to think of myself as a, an inspirational person, yep. through like, my background and who I am and how I speak. Yourself as well. I think you're what you are as well, right? Mm -hmm. I think you'd say so. Yep. You probably do get the same question. How do you keep being you? How, how would you make the world a better place? This, that, and the other. And my answer would just be keep being you, man. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I like, you may not, may not be it right now, right? You may not be that. Um, you may not have that impact on anybody's life right now, but trust me, like time and the way life works, it works out for each other. Honestly, yep. it really does. Generally does. I think as well, like, um, probably something that I, I don't know why I've not passed on if you've not looked into him before, but Neville Ravikant, um, you're on like mm. Joe Rogan podcast and stuff like that. I yeah, spoke yeah, about yeah, multiple yeah. different episodes, um, but I watch his, he's got like his wee mini podcast, I'll link it in the description below if anyone's curious about it. But he does little kind of, it's just audio, uh, he puts up on YouTube. It's literally just like some of them are like five minutes, three minutes, some of them are like 30 minutes, um. He done one on, you know, like competition, done one on happiness, like a 35 minute video on how to obtain happiness. Mm. Um all this kind of shit. And his background was like, you know, um like an immigrant. Uh he's you know, his family worked like ten jobs between them. Um yeah. he worked, you know, he he for example, he's like um like when he's grew up, like he tried to get a job to pay for his college, uh, and he went to things like Krispy Kreme, for example, uh, and they declined mm. him. They said they couldn't work in there, uh, and he's like, so like, look at me, for example, I was an immigrant, I had the odds stacked against me, and look at the level of wealth that I obtained, and like, what I obtained, and stuff like that, um, because mm. people like to, people like to, you know, in any, it's going to sound quite controversial, and the thing is, man, like, the only way in which you can actually, it's just like the, the competition trap, the only way to break out it is to be authentic, and it's the same way in terms of, like, in order to make anything happen in this world, like, you can't be absorbed by the, the external factors or the shite that hits you. Um, because, like, everyone, it's just a life's a, a roll of the dice in terms of, like, the external shit that happens. See, like, our appendix bursting. Like, mm. the odds of that happening are fucking bare minimal. We had more chance of dying in that moment than we did staying alive. Exactly, yeah. And in, in terms of, like, you know, being born into, like, you know, a third world country, um, or, you know, the, the odds are truly stacked against you, but, if, you know, if you're in the UK, if you're in America, uh, if you're in any, you know, first world country where something as simple as, you know, the internet, for example, there's an abundance of opportunity out there, it's just about fixing the internal first, uh, and I think that's what I realised, just like you were talking about there. If I've said it in multiple tweets, I've put it up on social media, i put it on my stream, i spoke about Michael Mondays. If the whole world focused on the internal instead of the external, i.e. Yeah. everyone tried to work on themselves rather than try to fix everyone else around them, the whole world mm -hmm. would be a ten times a better place, mate. It would be, it would be fucking a phenomenal... Yeah. The world's already a phenomenal place to be, but in terms of, like, if everyone just focused on them, um, and focus on the personal development, and that's why I preach mm -hmm. it all the time, mate. That's why everything yeah. that I do, there's so much why behind what I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. That if everyone just truly focused on themselves, like, and rather than try to fix other people, that's why I don't get. That's why I don't get any like beef. I don't get any arguments. Like, yeah. I, it's it's pointless, man, because you're trying to you know push an opinion. You're trying to change someone else's thought process. When in reality, see the verbal programming and the conditioning in which we go through all our experiences, getting up to the age in which we are to just now. Anyone that's mm. listening, the age they are just now, 
know, we're programmed to think that way, bro. And I hear it all the time, mate. For example, like Bex will turn around and say to me, you know, I can't do maths, I'm fucking terrible at maths, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you didn't come out the womb in it thinking I'm shite at maths. <laughs> like, just as simple as that, like, you, you didn't. And it's the same with, like, managing money, you know, obtaining wealth, you know, wanting to know more about property, you know. They're all things, like, me for golf, for example, you know, like I said, if I had a passion for it and I was obsessed with it, I would understand the fact that I'm going to be shite at it. And yeah. as progress, as progress, you know, comes into play, it's going to be one of the most fulfilling things I'm ever going to experience because I'm so passionate about it. But I'm not passionate yeah. about it. I don't really care about it, so I'm not going to go and put myself through that kind of starting period as such. But yeah. nobody comes out the womb, mate, believing that they're terrible at something or believing they're great at something or whatever it may be. Um, and in terms of your conditioning, and that's what, when you become self-aware of that, bro, when you're... When, yeah. you, when your self-awareness is to a level where you realize you know what the way in which i think just now isn't forever and it's the way in which i've been conditioned to think and when you start working mm-hmm. on that mate like when i read secrets of the money of mind by tr becker from that moment onwards um took me about you know what i say a year straight of you know decorations um motivational videos uh using the facts in which i i i had to knowledge in terms of when you first wake up in the morning, you're in a reactive state of mind. Um, so if you wake up and you start scrolling down your phone, you're going to consume shit that you can't control. And because you're in a reactive state of mind, you can't control your emotions to a level in which you would normally. So it sets the tone for your day completely. So if you get up and right. you go on Twitter, for example, and someone's tweeting out how shite COD is and how, you know, how they've had something traumatic happen in their life or, you know, you hop on and you, you, you're getting dogs of yours for whatever reason, right? You know, for whatever reason. I mean, even when I dropped that 60 bomb, for example, you know, I went on Twitter uh, and the people were quote tweeting my tweets saying stuff like, you know, like, uh, I had sort of, you know, somebody was quote tweeting it saying how they dropped more kills um, and kind of voicing their opinion on stuff that it doesn't really matter, man. Like, it's, and it's when you're when you're in that reactive state of mind, you you obviously react to it in a way that sets yeah. the tone for the day. Uh, now, for me, mm-hmm. like, I'll never react to something, you know, publicly, for example, or and I know for a fact that. Um, you know, in five minutes is it really going to matter? It's in five hours is it going to matter? In five days is yeah. it going to matter? It's not. Eventually, it's not going to matter. Mm. Um, and I always kind of use that to take my state of mind out of that. Uh, so I, I kind of use those facts along with the fact that it takes, you know, 66 days to solidify a habit in your subconscious mind. So for me, decorations every morning and night. The first thing I done when I wake up, the last thing I done when I went to bed. And I remember when I started doing them, I felt like an absolute clown because the book does you, makes you do things like doesn't make you do things, ask you to do things like um, place your hand on your heart, say a certain declaration, then point to your mind um, and say, I have a, I have a millionaire mind. So yeah. it was like little things like, you know, I just grab my chain, for example, and it'd be like, I'm a money magnet, I have a millionaire yeah. mind. I'm unstoppable, I have a millionaire mind. Um, I'm in control of my financial destiny, I have a millionaire mind. All those sort mm-hmm. of things. Um, one of them that was the longest one I remembered was, I act in spite of fear, I act in spite of doubt, I act in spite of worry, I act in spite of uncomfort, I act in spite of, um, like, basically just not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, mm. And I act when I'm not in the mood. I have a millionaire mind. And it was like all those decorations that I never believed when I was reading them. I didn't believe I was yeah. a money magnet. I didn't believe I was in control of my financial destiny. But the more yeah. that I told myself that I was, the more I actually started to believe it. Um, and add I- on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, carry on. Sorry, carry on. No, that was that was kind of rounding up that that's point yeah. in terms of the decorations. Add on to that conversation that me and you had literally last week, right? Mm. Over text. 
Mm. I told you about like property development and yeah. like obviously my future plans in regards to what I want to do financially. And I was like, obviously I want you to help me this that, and the other. Yeah. And the thing that you said to me, right, was that you don't realize you can do it because no, naturally, yeah, you think that a lot of these things are out of your reach because it's so impossible to acquire, no. right? Me and you briefly talked back about 15, 20 minutes about how like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And you're like, okay, let's do it then. Yeah. You know what I mean, you said to me, let's do it, right? We, we, we obviously, we were obviously looking to build like a bat, like, you know, the ground base of it all in regards to it. But I spoke to my parents about it and like, in regards to like how I want to be financially in, you know, in, in a couple of years time in regards to what I want to be doing it as well in regards to making more money and stuff. Um, they were like, okay, do it. Let's do it then. Let's do mm. it then, right? But I just sat there, like, there's even, like, it's to a point where you even, like, some self-doubt before it'd be prior to talk to you, like, can I even do this? Because yep. when you look online, when you look at social media, when you look at, like, stories, when you look at, like, Google and article posts and news posts and newspaper, like, it's all, like, people that are rich and successful and this, that, and the other, like, what are the odds of that happening to you, right? Yep. What are the odds? Genuinely, yeah. like, what are the odds? But in the at the end of the day, the odds are all in your favor because you're the only person that can change that. Yeah. You are the only person that can change that. Another example is that when I was starting to play competitive Call of Duty, um, and I was doing I was doing somewhat well in regards to making a decent amount of money for S and D. Right, it was only S and D, wasn't respawn. Yeah. Search and destroy. Uh, I was making a decent amount of money, man. I was making really good money for it. And I remember I went to one day to my friend's house. We all just sat around the table. We're all having drinks and stuff like that. You know how you do when you're at your mate's house. And one of my mates asked me, how's the gaming going on? Right? Just out on a limb. And, yeah. he, uh, and I goes, well, I'm, just, I'm hoping to go pro, to honest with you. That's what yeah. I said to him. I'm hoping to go pro with it. And he laughed at me. Like, sure, yeah. laughed at me in the face. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, that's on. You know what I mean? You're yeah. only my mate. He, goes, he laughed at me to my face. He goes, what are the chances of you going pro? What are the chances of you doing anything? Look at all those people. Tell me what they've you uh, you've got any of that? Yeah. That's what he said to me. Yeah, he goes, tell me you got any of that. Tell me what you've got that they haven't. Yeah. Tell me, can you even play at that level? Can you make as much mm. money as that? He goes to me. I was like, bro, what the fuck? Literally walked out. Genuinely yeah. walked out, right? Oh, my mom was like, mom, can you pick me up, right? I sat there that whole night, right? And this was going back about five years ago. Genuinely five years ago. So it's not even that. I was like 19, bro, 18, 19, yeah, genuinely. Yep. It wasn't that long ago. Mate, I'm sat here five years later. I'm a Twitch partner. Yep. I make content on a daily basis in front of a massive audience, a blessing, a massive audience, yep. a lovely community. And I also compete, mate, for literally hundreds of thousands. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Fuck that I'm guy, doing bro. it. Fuck that That's guy, what I'm mate. saying. I'm doing <laughs> it, right? But how did I do it? It comes from yourself, yep. right? You, you, you go against the odds. How many people are pros in football? How many people are pros in golf? How many people are pro MMA boxers? How many special Call of Duty players? Well, me and you know how many special Call of Duty players there are, right? Yeah. We know that because we live and breathe the scene, right? Yeah. Well, how many are there and how many players there are, right? You are the only person that's in control of your own destiny when it comes to this stuff. And that would be my advice to anybody that's watching this right now, yeah? yeah. You even probably get this on the, how do you get the numbers you get on Twitch? How do you become a pro on Warzone? How do you earn money on Warzone? Where do I start? Yeah. yeah? Well, my life advice would be to you if you really want it, yeah? Go out there, find the search in the avenues where you can start. 
yeah and if you truly believe you've got it chase it really chase it put your heart and soul into it because if you've got it you've got it if you don't then it may not be for you and then you'll find something else in life that's your that's your life and where you're going to take your next steps but don't be too hard if things don't work out because like i said I got told I was going to be a pro golfer at one point, and I'm not a pro golfer, but I'm a professional Warzone player and also content creator, yeah. like, 10 years later, after being told all that type of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just like, you know, you're in control of your own destiny. And like you said last week, mate, like, people don't... People always have this mindset because of... And I'd say it's just social media, social media, social media, because of the people they are. Yeah. It's because all those people that have got it, yeah, are already there and the steps have taken there's a lot of hard work right yeah. and it just seems so out of reach but if you yeah. put your mind to it, you put your heart to it you put the time and you set schedules and work around it uh and this that, and the other it, it, you can do it and, and i'll bring you on to another point right yeah i've got a, a, a video on my phone yeah a video on my um pc so i'm a desktop on my pc right i'm a streaming pc which doesn't work anymore and also my gaming PC. Yep. It's a clip from Hex's podcast. I don't know how much you admire Hex. Yep. Honestly, I, cool, I, I admire Hex from the core. Everything is epic. Everything. Honestly, if I could be in a room for five minutes with that guy for one day, it would genuinely be one of my dreams. Genuinely. Yep. Not even like, not even bullshitting you. And he said in, his, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a podcast, and you probably know which bit I'm going to talk about yep. right now. If you want it, yeah, go get it. Yeah. Right, you want to be a core duty player, you want to be a streamer, whatever, go get it. Right, there's no excuses when it comes to that type of stuff. If yeah. you want something really big, there's no excuses. Again, you got to work on yourself, no one around you, only you can shape your own destiny. Right, yeah, you got family, that's fair enough. You got family, right? You got family, you want to work on your family, you got a girlfriend, fair enough. You got a girlfriend, you want to spend time with your girlfriend. Well, you can still fit time in in between those those times. 30 minutes a day, 40 minutes a day, an hour, two, three hours a day, right? Wherever it is, yeah? If you want to go on holiday, go on holiday, right? But again, it goes down to the bottom of the line of things, right? Don't expect to do all these things. Expect to take all this time off because I work, I, I mean, I this is my mindset, but I see people like whenever I take time off from the game, especially for Warzone, Again, we compete at a very good level. I'd yep. say in, in, in Europe as well, we're at a very good level, right? Um, don't expect you to do bits and deserve it more than others when people are putting more and harder work in. Yep. That's the bottom line. That yep. is generally the bottom line. You can't sit there and say you deserve something when you don't, yep. right? Now, that's not the means to say that you've got to be playing five, six hours a day. That isn't. Arguing, or playing football five, six hours a day. Or working out 24-7 because you want to be a professional bodybuilder or whatever, right? Yeah. Because that's not how the, that's not how life works. That isn't. A point being, with the time that you've got, be smart with it. Yeah. Because, for example's sake, you're a good person for this. You manage your own company, YEM. Yeah. yeah? And you also stream and you play competitive culture. That's three things right there. <laughs> that's three sources of income right there, right? Yeah. And you don't get that because you're obviously you are a hard worker and you got a very strong mind, but you are smart with your time. Yep. You get my point. And you're balancing all three at a very bloody good level, right? You don't have shit streams, yep. right? You don't play shit at Call of Duty. Yep. And your business is fucking doing great. And I mean, I know this from someone that's really close to you. Yep. You tell me how it's going. I'm really fucking proud of you. I'm really happy for you as well. 
Yeah. Well, that's all time management right there. You look at other content creators, you know, uh, for example, say people that have already made it to the top. Nick Merckx, yeah. Swag. I mean, these guys are um, the, um, the sidemen. Yeah. They manage four different channels. They manage their own Switch and they manage their own YouTube, right? Yeah. yeah. That's work ethic to its point. That's not because they work super hard. I mean, I see them going on holidays. I see them going and meeting each other all the time, going out for drinks and enjoying life, being happy, right? Yeah. That's called time management and being smart with your time, right? Yeah. And that's how... You, you, you define your own legacy with what you want. And this this doesn't have to always define, by the way, uh, if you want to be a professional or anything. It can yeah. be anything in life. You want to be a bloody sick scientist, right? Or you want to be a sick bloody, dad. you know, dad. You're, yeah, you will be an amazing yeah, dad. dad. Yeah. Amazing dad, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, but, just because you, you don't have to, like, do all this stuff and put all your time into one thing to be like this amazing thing yeah it's all about being smart with your time breaking everything down and looking at it from almost like a third eye right yeah looking at it from a third eye and breaking everything down and taking time for yourself and think about it and what can i do to improve myself what can i do to be more happy this and the other simple things in life and also simple things work out everything in life becomes so simple yeah. it really does it really does you know it is something that I struggle for the past five years. It's not, it's no secret. And most people know this around me. That yeah. I obviously been struggling with depression for six years now, right? Mm -hmm. And it was only like last year, I was on antidepressants at the start of 2020. Yeah. Came off of them at the back end of it. Um, and then I took a massive mental dip in regards to my mental health. It affected everything around me. Yeah. Family, relationships, everything, right? It affected everything around me. So it came off my antidepressants. But when I was on them, I was my normal self. It's taken from literally december yep. till about i'd say about two months ago to finally become myself again yep. this is me through and through right and I'm, even even every day i'm i wake up in the morning i better myself not better myself in regards to me just in regards to like find more ways to be happy and easier ways to be happy and dealing with stuff and anxiety and depression and dealing with how i get to buy get by on my day-to-day -day lifestyle and and because I'm learning all these different things about being happy, about being me, about being the person I am, Camille Jaffa, right? Yep. Having the people around me, literally the people around me in regards to my community and family and friends, yeah? It makes me happy, right? Yep. And there's loads of different, loads of individual reasons why I tick in life. There really is. Loads of, I'm not going to go into depth, but loads of individual reasons why I tick in life. And I can safely say these past two months have been pretty great months. Yep. regards to everything in my life literally every aspect of my life mental health dealing with me anxiety actual physical health mate i'm i've lost two two stone over the past year and a half yeah yep. i look great now and i'm putting on weight in regards to muscle so physical right yep. family relationship right me and my dad are closer than ever ever literally ever right yep. i've got really good bonds with my friends like yourself right yep. now I'm um, really close to my friends right now. They even come to me for advice when all I needed was advice from them, literally. Yeah. Like, they come to me now, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my streams and my community, and it's just, I'm meeting new people every single day. And that wouldn't happen without looking after myself first. Yeah. It's so important that anything in life you want to do, dad, or a professional game, you want to be working as a scientist, you want to be a bloody, you want to be in the army. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like even I wanted to be in the army at one point, right? You just gotta look after yourself. 
Once yeah. you look after yourself, everything in life becomes so easy. Yeah. Jenny does. It does. It works out for itself. And that would be like, again, going back to the first question that you asked on the day, that's my life advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? When it comes to this type of stuff, it really is. Yep, 100% bro. And I've got so many like, so many ideas for bouncing around just that as you were speaking. Um, but I think like one of the quotes I put as well is to, of course, like never to listen to understand, not listen to reply. Um, mm. is something that I've been focused on so much, especially these podcasts. And you'll hear someone like Joe Rogan, for example. He listens to understand and wherever the wherever it goes, you know, don't cling on to those key points, whatever it may be. Um, but for me, when I was listening to a, a couple of things, um, that I feel like people resonate with as well. The thing with time management, man, like people don't realize it in it, but like we, every single person has the same twenty four hours every single day, mate. Like, and, yeah. and people and people listen to that and go, "Of course we do, mate. Of course we do." But you don't, you don't actually realize it because you know you look at someone like Elon Musk. You know, you're talking about me, for example. I manage YN. I, I stream full time. I produce content. Um, and I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be able to do all of that. You know, post on Instagram every day, post on Twitter every day, post on LinkedIn every day, posting clips on TikTok, uh, uploading to YouTube. You know, numerous different things. I wouldn't be able to do all that if I didn't look at you know the people that were around me. Um, bringing on Bex to manage mm. that Instagram and Twitter, bringing on Scott to do all the editing for me. Um in terms of like from so i can just focus on the areas that allow me to you know thrive but even at that bro with yen there's areas where as soon as i you know start earning what i want to be earning you know those areas are going to be coming in things are going to be getting delegated and that's what other people struggle to do especially perfectionists they want their yeah. hands on everything when it's not possible you can't grow you can't build a sustainable business without bringing people in to handle areas of that business and for me mm-hmm. elon musk for example spacex tesla you know they're two monster companies mate monster fucking companies yeah. man's trying to go to fucking space and then he's also competing in one of the most competitive industries ever the car industry mm-hmm. there's only uh, i think tesla and ford are the only two car companies that have like I'm, i believe it's like a survival aspect bankruptcy something along those lines but they're two yeah. the, the, the two of the only companies in the car industry which shows how fucking competitive that shit is mate and that's mm-hmm. the thing, man. Like I have the same twenty four hours that Elon Musk does, but look what he's doing with his fucking twenty four hours. And that's the thing, mate. There's no, there's so many like periods in which people they believe that things are unattainable. They believe things aren't possible. And that guy you're speaking about as well, your mate. I'll never forget back to like when I was growing up, mate. I used to have house parties quite regularly. Mom fucking hated me for it, obviously. Um, <laughs> as time as periods went on, uh, and I had a really bad house party one time. And the house just got fucking wrecked, man. I had to stay at my, I had to stay at Smithy's house for a week because my, my mum was just gonna fucking die. She wasn't very happy, anyways. <laughs> um, she really, she really fell out. I mean, for good reason as well. For for a really good reason. Um, and after that, obviously, I stopped having parties. Um, and I genuinely feel that believe like the relationships I had with the people that I believed were my friends in quotations when I was at school. Um. They started to suffer because I wasn't giving anything anymore. Um, yeah. I wasn't, you know, hosting any parties. I wasn't going out as much or that kind of stuff. Um, and that's when I kind of fell like fell into love with the, the like focusing on the friendships. I actually brought the best in me. Uh, looking mm. at people like my close mates Scott and Jamie, who became we almost became like a trio where we just go out, grab food, chill at break. Me and Scott would just sit and eat our own sausages together, just us two. Yeah. But then little things like you know. Because I wasn't giving people what they what they truly wanted anymore, um, like I, you know, I didn't really matter to them, which was I became it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. But then, as soon as you start 
you know, COD, for example, COD's a perfect example. When, you know, when I was obsessed with it, it was like, um, you know, the piss would get taken out of you, obviously, when you become yeah. obsessed, when you're like, a, you know, yeah. a professional gamer, you're trying to make it, you're competing yeah. all the time. Um, and the piss gets taken out of you until you actually start making shit happen. I started going to Paris, I went to Vegas, I went to LA, um, I went to, I started competing in big tournaments. Um, and as time went on, those, you know, people that were taking the piss and, you know, all that kind of stuff, I'll never forget, mate, there was one night where I was sitting, you know, one o'clock in the morning, I was sleeping, my phone starts ringing, um, and a couple of the lads I used to go to school with asked me to come on and 1v1 a guy that they met in public matches because they claimed that they were better than me. <laughs> so I literally, I didn't even, the maddest thing is, right, you know, the most comedy part about all of it? I actually played the guy on my big TV, and for anyone that, like, anyone outside of the gaming side of things, when you play your monitor, like, your monitor's like, the difference between a monitor and a TV is ridiculous. I laid in my bed, and I wouldn't be one of the guy on my fucking TV, <laughs> beat him, I think it was like 30 to 5 or some shit, turned my PlayStation back off, rolled back, just rolled back over, went straight back to sleep, right? But in terms of, like, them phoning me, for example, and getting me come on, that's a status thing. Like, I, they, yeah. like, they can't, they can't proclaim how, how, good they are as such got me to hop on and you know and don't get me wrong man a couple of the lads are you know i mean a couple of lads specifically never took the piss always mm. gassed me up always asked me to play with them and all that kind of stuff but the majority of picture mate just to, to absolutely cunt out it and that's the thing mate there's <laughs> no there's no like when you want to obtain anything in life mate everyone there's going to be a bunch of naysayers mate all the time oh, everywhere nice. man and it's about getting them out your fucking life mate and and there's mm-hmm. a lot of the things that i witness it a lot in in my stream i witness it a lot with um you should have people that that want the fucking best of you man and i hate when i hear shit bro like i remember a guy was saying to me he was like oh i watch stream i watch stream and i was like right cool so you're gonna start streaming then and he was like Nah, man, I just, I just, I just can't. I was like, okay, cool, so why? And he was like, oh, so I work full time, um, and when I come back, like my missus wants to spend time with me, and if I don't, you know, she gets pure pissed off at me. I'm like, that's not how a relationship should be, man. I'm not one to sit there and yeah. tell someone how how someone's relationship should be or not. But you should want people that want the best of you, mate. I yeah. mean, I sit there and I, I manage why yeah, and I stream full time, we're just content on every platform. Uh, even like this podcast for example the amount of things I've got in the pipeline are ridiculous mate and my head's starting to get fried because of it and I do need to start managing it better or else my health's going to start to deteriorate because of it but even like Bex for example having Bex um, I put a lot of time into you know like my mum for example I love my mum a bit she's gave me everything that I ever needed in terms of from a support standpoint growing up um, she's been you know the perfect mum the, literally the perfect mum mm. and every aspect you know things are going to fall by the wayside you're going to be you know and, and i think it was posty like from my stream remember i had a call with him uh, and i felt really bad about a certain situation my closest mate scott it was his birthday um last year of course and i forgot to wish him a happy birthday and right. 20 days mate three weeks later was when i realized i didn't wish him a happy birthday now that wasn't a kind of oh it's the next day or sorry mate i forgot to text you blah blah three weeks there's no excuse for that shit bro you've genuinely forgotten it like, yeah, you've genuinely yeah, forgot yeah. about your closest mate's birthday and i remember mm. i was sitting with posty and he was like and i told him about it and he was like that's just you experiencing the growth of someone that is doing everything they can to obtain a level of success 
and it, then it started to resonate with me as well and anyone that's out there listening if you want to listen to any any part from this podcast at all when i started studying kobe bryant there was one thing that he said on one of the podcasts or the shows whatever he was on and it was the people that truly love you and understand you will respect everything you do for yourself yeah always yeah and if you you know for example one of the questions i asked you was like when you started becoming obsessed with basketball how did your relationships you know did, did they suffer and he was like of course they suffered but they they suffered and the you know the people that truly loved me and understood that about me they respected that they understood mm. that and yeah you know they they understood that i was going to give it give you know i was doing all of this for my family you know i was doing all this for me you know mm. i was doing this because i want to be the best basketball player in the world and that meant mamba yeah. mentality and that's why like if I had any mentor from the past, mate, it would be fucking Kobe Bryant, one million percent, because his work ethic was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it was just emphasis on that, man. Like, the people that are around you, your environment, I tweet about it all the fucking time, mate. And I probably mm-hmm. sound like a broken record on it, man, but see if your environment is fucked, mate. And some people feel like they're trapped, you know, maybe they're in, uh, maybe their parents aren't as understanding. Um, you know, you know, maybe their long-term partner isn't as understanding um and there's a lot of things that you know people life's too short to be trapped in a relationship that doesn't make you happy man and i'll say that from the bottom of my heart mate like life is too short to be trapped in a relationship that doesn't make you happy or to be you know feel like you're to feel like you've got a a contract with someone to be your fucking friend bro like it's not a thing man like there's plenty of people out there that are just like you trying to obtain exactly what you're obtaining and mm-hmm. just because someone that is close to you is telling you you can't do it, bro, fuck them off. <laughs> I know his life isn't that simple, but it it really is when you actually start really focusing on yeah. what you want to obtain. Um, yeah. And for me, I've been incredibly fortunate in terms of when I was leaving school, I had my two close mates, Jamie and Scott, both of which just so open-minded, so supportive. Um, then my mum as well, man, like... You know, back when I was 14, you know, she'd curfew me. You know, she'd turn the internet off at 10 o'clock and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, I, and I'd get up and I'd turn the internet off after a hell of snoring. Uh, I'd turn it back on. But in terms of anything out with, like, you know, when I started, I remember I got the first check through from GB when I was 15 to go in cash. And from that point onwards, she literally went, I can't see nothing about this. If you're going to earn money from it, I'll support you on it. And it's the yeah. same thing as well, mate. Like, my yeah, mum, for example, said. like, she... Like she's becoming an incredibly successful entrepreneur. Um, she's mm. you know she's building generational wealth at this standpoint. Uh, seeing her mind grow, seeing her grow as an individual, it's been phenomenal. But even just in terms of it from a mother standpoint, like for example, with me and my mum being you know entrepreneurs, you know through and through, I'm obsessed with it. It's what makes me crave. It's what makes me tick. Like my little sister, for example, being in our environment, my little sister wants to be you know she wants to work in child, she wants to work in childcare, mm. and like people force their kids down roots and also i'm not a father so i wouldn't know what it's necessarily like but people force their kids to down roots that they don't want to go down and yeah for example this room and this like my environment and my mom's environment we're surrounded by business owners everywhere there's no doubt that that'll rub off in melissa a little bit but in terms mm. of like if it's not what she wants to do then it's not what she wants to do in it my mom is so supportive from that standpoint and it was mm. the same with gaming um, anything that I wanted to do in life. If I decided after this podcast just now that I was going to go down and I was going to quit streaming forever and I was going to tell my mum I'm going to quit streaming together I'm going to do this she would obviously sit and say right cool how come and after I explained it all to her if it was you know if it was if it was really what I wanted to do I'd be like cool 
let's let's make it happen and let's get something else yeah. in place to make you more happy there was you know she's in it's a shame that people don't have that it is a shame um mm. i actually had a call with a young guy and a, a young guy's dad um yesterday paul and he was speaking about how his son who's 14 he's trying to make it in the fortnite world um competing and stuff like that he's got like 13,000 followers on tiktok um he's building up his network and stuff like that and he's trying to compete in tournaments and stuff like that um and he's 14 and he was telling me things like you know whenever he's competing in tournaments he, he like beforehand he likes to eat like clean foods so his mind doesn't get foggy you know he goes for a shiver to enter into a good state of mind before he competes and i was like fuck this kid sounds like me bro that is that was like me man <laughs> fucking love that. hell i love that, that, bro. that i love yeah. that mate and he was like yeah. when he was saying to me he was like yeah man like you know my son's like he's always he had a tournament for example and it was like a series of 10 games just like it is in warzone it was like a series of 10 games top scores and he was like because people he's playing with people his age like they're not as mature as him so like one of them got pickaxed in one of the first games so he got <laughs> he got like embarrassed pretty much kids yeah. rage quit off couldn't play the rest of the tournament <laughs> and i was like your son needs to find people that are older than him yeah they don't understand that about him and from then on crazy. yeah bro 100 percent man if you're eating clean foods, you... mate. If you're eating yeah, clean foods, you shut up, bro. I tell that to my mum now, bro. Like, mm. I realise this. I'm 24, bro, right? Mm. I look at, do you know, like, for example, say, like, I don't what you said earlier, right? Mm. Is, first, obviously, like, the time management thing, right? Yeah. My brother's birthday was on the 15th of August, yeah. right? It was also my mother's and father's 40th wedding anniversary. 40th. Mm. Like, Ruby, yeah? That's mad. That's a fucking milestone, right? Yeah. That morning, I knew I was going to meet him throughout the day. That morning, I sent him a text. Right? Yeah. I typed out the text, yeah? Typed it out. I was like, shit, I need to take a call. Didn't send it. Swiped up and took the call, right? Yeah? yeah. Didn't send the text message. Yeah. It was his birthday. Right? I just sat there to myself, right? When I met him, I said, happy birthday again, right? But really casually, because I already sent him a proper text message, right? Yeah? No. What I did, I got in the car, I was like, shit, I'm not sending that fucking text message. Yeah. I sat there to myself, and I was like, bro, my boy's going to think I'm a nutbag. Like, I know he's my brother, but he's gonna, he might get angry. I, I know he wouldn't, but that's what you, you know, you're yeah. reacting. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But bro, this is literally six days ago, John. I'm not even joking you, mate. This yeah. was last Saturday or Sunday, yeah? So I was like, oh, for God's sakes, man. Like, and I sat there after, and I was like, after I basically sent him a text message in the evening again, after I saw him again and told him happy birthday, I sat there in the evening, I sent him a text message saying sorry. Like, I typed out a proper message, and it's not sent, right? Um, and he was like, you're joking. He, he put, no, he put, he put a laughing face. He put like a bunch of laughing faces in. He was like, okay, this, that, and the other, right? Yeah. And I sat there, right? And just touch on this relationship thing that you had, right? Is that me and my brother, right? Me and my brother, there's a 11 year gap between me and my brother, right? Yeah. So I'm 24, he's 35, as mm. of literally five days ago, right? Um, and like, for, as I was growing up, the only thing we really had in common was golf, right? Yeah. Like, and it, he was invited me to come play like, football with my out when he was out with his mates, just saying, nothing like really concrete, right? Yeah, we're never like mad close, right? Mad yeah. close. Never really are with your like siblings, right? Mm. Until you're older. And then, obviously, we got really close to football because me and him are big Liverpool supporters, like mad Liverpool supporters. We, we, we religiously watch football each other every single time it was on on the weekends or the weekdays of Champions League. And 
It wasn't until like basically the start of last year when I basically came out that I was depressed to my family. That's when I first came out. And the journey that I've had through my streaming, everything like that, right? He sees potential, right? Yeah. He sees it. And he's a big brother being doing the big brother. I could pick up the phone at like stupid o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, and I'd ring him and he'd answer yeah. without fail, right? You okay? Because obviously it's about five o'clock. You okay? Do you need anything like, do you know what I mean? But I just wanted a conversation. Do you know what I mean? He'd sit there and have a conversation with me. Do you want to come around while I put the kettle on or something? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And again, that's so important because you would know this from someone that's very busy like yourself and trying to make it in the world, right? Yeah. Trying to do something special, right? I'm trying to do something special, right? I got told by so many different people, family members, like extended, extended family members, like really far away or really close mates. Why are you forgetting us? Yeah. Why are you doing this? Why are you dropping us? This, that, and the other, right? None of it. Like, people I was close to me understood, right? Yep. It's not that I'm dropping you and I'm getting an ego because of the situation I'm in, this, that, and the other. It's because I'm trying to make it in the world. Yep. To make it in this world and the job that we're trying to do, mate, you understand it. It's more, you understand it more than I, like, more than I do. The scheduling is crazy, right? You've got to do so much and use all the resources that you do and you forget some of the silliest things like yep. I did. I didn't forget my brother's birthday. I forgot to set that sex button. And I didn't pick it up after I had the call, right? Because of my job. Because I was on the phone call during the meeting, right? Yeah. I didn't send that text. Because I thought it's a prime example of like the people that are around you really close. I'm sure you got really close to a relationship with Scott and you probably understood after that, right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's very important. It's really important that you have that really close bond, right? Uh, with, the, with those people around you. Um, because... You know, um, like my brother is on Twitter, yeah? Yeah. My brother was on Twitter before, but he tweeted replies to all my tweets. He probably replies to some of your tweets sometimes. Yeah. He replies back to Benny's tweets and John's, yeah, you know, anyone's tweets, like Tom's and all that. Like, I'm close with that. I play with on a regular basis, right? Yeah. And that's like, me and my brother are like that now. Like, genuinely like that. Like, he's my best mate as well now. Like, genuinely yeah. my best mate and also my brother. And it's so important that, again, you surround yourself with people that really bring the best out in you. Really. Yeah. I want the best for you. It's so important in life because, again, you may not have that in life, but you will find people. You will. It seriously is. Like, I'm 24 and I've only just found those people. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were there right in front of me the whole time, but I never really had the chance to use it. And I'm 24 years of age. Yeah. yeah. Just to say, like, you will have those those, those people and around it is so important that you surround yourself with people that are going to bring the best out of you. You bring the best out of me, John. I've said this, right? Yeah. Going behind a closed door with me, you, and James, right? Yeah. Scrap. Yeah. We like talked about how I said you two, like, genuinely, like, wait, fight. Obviously, the advice that you guys give me, like, I'm not saying this from a point of view, like, you guys are each are really close, mate. It's like, I'll pick up my phone any time of day. And when you get a spare minute, you'd answer it, right? Yeah. And you'd speak to me, like, you would. Mm -hmm. And I'd do the same thing for you. Yeah. That's what makes it for. We bring out the best in each other. We surround ourselves with positivity and push off. We push each other to our limits, bro. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like and you summer. always push each other. That's yeah. so important. Um, and to tie on that, I think that you just mentioned about that kid. Like, so important to look after yourself. Like, that mindset's crazy. 14-year-old, that's clean eating, bro. <laughs> Trust well, me. I was, I was eating kebabs and stuff when I was 14. It's you know funny. I was saying it, Paul, bro. I was like, when I... <laughs> When I go to LAN, like, or when I went to LAN, like, I used to not eat when I was at LAN because, like, food used to just make me foggy, mate. Like, I used to yeah. just not be, not be at my element, man. So, 
It was just nuts when I was sitting talking to him, man. First line event, John, yeah? First line event. Woke up on, it was a Thursday morning, I think it was, or was it Friday? I think it was a Thursday because it was a bit, one of those big line events. When two of my mates went to the corner shop, I had a packet of Maryland cookies for breakfast. <laughs> and I had a Red Bull for breakfast, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good do you know what I mean but yeah. that's like one of my biggest regrets like do you know if I go back I'd have like a proper breakfast right yeah. like proper breakfast nice clean drink yeah the fact that this kid at 14 years of age yeah is saying to his parents I want clean food I want to eat clean that's elite yeah that's elite bro that 100%, is genuinely bro. elite bro that's a mindset unmatched 100 I was gassing this. I was gassing this to pause. Where I was like, "Your your son's on it, mate." Like, see when I go yeah, on and I tell people crazy. about like crazy. gaming and like what you actually got to do to make it, I'm never able to be tr- really truthful about it because yeah. Yeah. it's not it's not understood well enough yet. That like mm-hmm. anything in life, just like you said, you need to be obsessed with it. You need to be passionate about it. You need to put your heart and soul in it. Um, and it's it's the same with gaming, mate. You know, I dull school. I never went into school. Uh, my attendance was, you know, some years below 50-60%, which is, you mm. know, more than half the week off sometimes. It was, you know, it, it was really... Like, see if I went to school for two weeks, that mm. would, like, in my head, warrant myself two weeks off. Like, when I, when I was growing up, mate, it was just, like... And I was so obsessed with just... Gaming just gave me this dopamine that was just, like... I just loved it, mate. I just loved it. Yeah. When I was at school, I just never, I never received any of that, except from when I was playing, you know, sports or whatever it may be. Um, mm. And it is, mate. And just like you were talking about before, when I said, when I text Scott that day and I said to him, like, mate, I fucked it, man. Like, I fucked it. Like, I don't know how the fuck it slipped my mind, mate. Um, I'm really <laughs> sorry. All that kind of stuff. And he was like, don't be fucking stupid, mate. It's sound. Like, I know, it, yeah. it's, not, it's not like you're just, you're sitting there, you know, on social media 24 7 every day it's not you're on facebook you're not on any of those parts like don't stress it mate like i know you're not just fucking sitting there doing nothing and just deciding not to wish a happy birthday like yeah it's just and that's what you need exactly yeah. bro and i was like acting i was like right i'm gonna book as a Merlin carter and i'm gonna like you know it's, it's on me mate because i also I fucked it here and he's like mate don't be fucking <laughs> stupid and i'm like well, i'm gonna do it anyway scott so i don't care what you say um and that's the thing bro like there's there's not like it's just i it's bonkers, mate. Yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. It's genuine, like, it's, genuine, like, it's so, like, important and crucial. Yeah. 14 years of age, by the way. Holy. I know. It's fucking nuts, mate. Absolutely nuts, bro. Right. I feel like that's a good kind of idea to round it up, mate. So, in yeah. terms of, like, what is next for Gaff? What, what, what is the viewers or where can people find you as well? You know, what is yeah. kind of next for you, mate? So, like, what's next for me is just, like, I'm just... I've had a bit of like a change in regards to my mindset when it comes to streaming. Yeah. It's been reflected very well on my streams. Is that what's next for me is just it's constantly when I turn on that stream in the morning, it's just constantly like pure vibes, good vibes. So if you're looking for like a like a positive place to yeah. be, to see some good gameplay at the same time, but also loving community. Yeah. Except anyone there for a chat there for like some time if you have to work or after school whatever it may be or join work or join school not saying that you should you probably look up you know yep. school first though Um, <laughs> it's just like it's pure vibes in chat honestly like and the weird vibes kind of gets overused nowadays like genuinely yeah. like it's i see it every time i 100 times a day like genuinely yeah. 
when I when I mean vibes, I mean it really differently in regards to like I want to spread positivity and a positive image and impact people's lives. Jenny, I want to change people's lives and the way they think and how they are. And let's say that people need to. I want to change it in like a positive way. Bring people out in regards to like a third eye almost. Yeah. Show like life is worth, you know, life is worth it. Life is worth being happy about. Life is really, really good and a very big blessing in itself. And you know, like we tell each other it's blessing to have our job, but to actually have life itself is blessing. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like to be on this earth, to have, you know, to to do the things we do, to to be who we are, to have a personality is a blessing in itself. Yep. Um, so that's what's next for me, man. Just constantly coming on, creating great content. Uh, I've got a couple of a series in the works on YouTube as well. I've been uploading a lot on YouTube. Yep. Uh, me and John have actually got a series that we're in works on as well. We just need to find a kind of date to kind of start it all. Yep. Um, so that's kind of what's next, man. Like, um, you know, Warzone and Vanguard, we're getting all that we wanted. Uh, yeah. I think it's a bigger hallelujah as well. Like I text John that night, well excited. Like, all right, let's go, John. <laughs> Get an anti cheat, man. And that's just made me happy because, yeah. I, I mean, personally, myself, I don't know about you, John, but I was worried about my future in Warzone, genuinely. Mm. I sat there and I was like, man, I might need to change like a few strategies up here. I might need to change a few things around. Like, I might need to, like, um, I might need to, like, maybe move to a different game, man. And mm. and then at that time I was like I'm changing like a completely not strategy and as much as I am a competitor I don't like the competitiveness kind of eat me alive as much yep. as it used to it doesn't consume me uh, I don't get down about it. I don't get upset about it if I don't do as well in the tournament that I should have done in I take time for myself get away from socials get away from a Twitch that night I come back next day to my usual self yep. and that's one thing that changed a lot about myself. So what's next for me? Just constantly being me, spending positivity, and creating amazing content that I can make you guys laugh as well as a bonus as great bloody gameplay. Yep. Uh, and like I said, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Jaff. YouTube is same, YouTube forward slash Jaff. TikTok, upload on TikTok. Um, TikTok isn't always, you know, insane squad vibes. It is funny clips that happen yep. in my streams as well. So if you do miss stuff that happens in it, Check out my TikTok, check out my YouTube. Like I said, it's the same level of production as well. Like, it's very high quality, very, very, um, very funny, man. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to make people's days. That's what I try to do, man. Yeah. Um, and that's what I've, you know, that's what's next, man. Trying to make people's days, make yeah. people laugh and have a great time. Absolutely love that, bro. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. Absolute pleasure, mate. And anyone that's out there <laughs> watching at the moment, uh, all the socials and some jazz socials will be linked in the description below. Drop a wee like, drop a comment on what your favorite your favorite part of the podcast was. Have a blessed day as always, guys. Thank you so much for listening.